They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Welcome to Podcast 16. And this podcast is to introduce you all to Kaimana. Last week, I took you to Tibet, or officially known as the Tibetan Autonomous Region of China, to meet Yeshe and his friend Yinghei. And I hope you thoroughly enjoyed that story. And I hope you can see now why I brought in the Forbidden City all the way in Beijing and why I took you over the Himalayas, the route that the Dalai Lama took when he fled from the Chinese authorities into uh, Darashamla in northern India. Fascinating, isn't it? There you go, kids. You learn something every week, even every day. But this podcast is for all my American kids, because Kaimana is from the United States of America. To be precise, she's from Yellowstone Park in the Wyoming state. And her friend, Diane, is from across the the state line in Montana. So this is really for you guys, my American kids. This is my American character. Kaimana, she is a a Native American. She's from the Shoshone people. And her friend, uh, Diane, is from the Cheyenne people. Um, Kaimana is more in Wyoming with the Shoshone people, whereas Diane is more up into um, Montana. Beautiful states, love them both. Um, and it's really the story of um, the two girls who take you into the park, into Yellowstone Park. Now, Yellowstone Park is absolutely, oh, it, it's amazing. And if you have the great opportunity to go there, Spend a couple of days there because it really is breathtaking. The scenery is outstanding. And the wildlife that's there is it's teeming with wildlife. It's just um, phenomenal. And as I said in my description, um, any geologists or volcanists, or volcanologists, I should say, um, you'll know that Yellowstone is a super volcano. And when you look at the images from the satellites, you can actually see the, why it's a supervolcano. You know, the, the mountains around it, around the base of the, the park, they are the crater edges. And so, yes, it is a, a supervolcano. But, you know, the park itself is absolutely wonderful. And when you are, you know, in all its seasons, you know, it's different. It's summer, it's different to spring, which is different to autumn, which is different to winter. You see different things in the park at different times of the year with the different seasons. I wanted to write the story because I wanted to talk about the park. So that's why I created Kaimana and I created Diane to take you there. 
And I say to you all the time, Ketina, go and Google her. Go and have a look at the um, pictures, the images. It's breathtaking, stunning. Simply, well, I just found it, you know, awe-inspiring. Um, the story, Ooh, where does this sit in my age range? Well, do you know what? I would probably say, you know, 9 to 13 is the age range that this was, story was really aimed at, written for. It's a wonderful place to go to. It's also, uh, it touches on, you know, the Native Americans who have long been, you know, the history, the culture of the Native Americans. I've been fascinated for oh, decades. So I really, you know, wanted to include that as well. You know, talk about the Native Americans. What I'm going to do now is, as I do every week, kids, I'm going to read you a little synopsis of the story which I hope you're going to enjoy. So here goes, and this is the story of Kamana. A chill wind blew down from the mountains, sweeping across the valley floor and signalling the early arrival of Yellowstone's autumn season. Already, the leaves of the cottonwoods, aspens and maples had started to turn from the bright vivid greens of summer to their spectacular fall colours of scarlets, golds and coppers. The Yellowstone National Park, situated in the Rocky Mountains of America and occupying large parts of the states of Wyoming and Montana, was home territory for Kemana and a two-year-old wolf, three socks. Kemana was 13 and lived with her father and older brother in Riverton, near the Wind River Shoshone Indian Reservation in Wyoming. Her father was the head park ranger for the Yellowstone National Park. Every Saturday, he would take Kamana, her Cheyenne friend Diane and Three Socks with him to the visitor centre, where Kamana and Diane both had weekend jobs. Occasionally, if Kamana had finished early, he would bring her along with him as he visited the different parts of the park to see for himself what was happening on his patch. He found going out and about and speaking to the local rangers was the best approach. Kamana loved walking and going with her father around the various park sites, but occasionally her father would say to her that he was too busy and would she like to take her Cheyenne friend Diane along with her for company instead of him, and that he would be back as soon as possible to take the two girls home. Kamana recalled that it was on one of those days two years ago when her father made it clear that he was too busy with park matters to go walking with her and that he would arrange for one of the rangers to take herself and Diane wherever they wanted to go. Kamana and Diane had a particular favourite spot down by the Yellowstone River and having been dropped off by one of the young rangers they set off on a mini walkabout. It was by a small creek that fed into the Yellowstone River that they came across three socks for the first time. She was wandering around all on her own, whimpering for her mother. Her mother had abandoned her at four months old as she had a deformed back leg. 
In the wilds of Yellowstone, only the strongest survive. Any wolf pups born with a weakness and out of the comfort of the maternal den were simply abandoned and left to die. Harsh as it sounds, that was nature's way of ensuring the strongest pups survived and the pack thrived. Kamana remembered the argument she and Diane had had on the way back to the main office, where the park rangers based themselves, about who should keep the little wolf pup and what name would they give her. Naming the little wolf pup wasn't so much of an issue for either of them, and the obvious choice was three socks, as the little pup had three white paws that looked like socks. With regards to who should keep three socks, hmm, that led to a heated argument and constant fallouts between the two girls over the ensuing days. The two girls had known for some time about the small cluster of outbuildings that were close to Kamana's father's office. Kamana also knew that the furthest building had a storeroom at the back, which could easily be accessed by an old wooden door that was covered in peeling green paint. The key to the old door was in a battered red tin box that belonged to her father's assistant. The red box, for some bizarre reason, was always found next to the office kettle in the ranger's staff room. The key to that had been lost for years, so the red tin was forever open for all and sundry to rummage around in. Kamana would often ferret through the tin while waiting for the kettle to boil to see what she could unearth. The storeroom key was always lurking at the bottom, buried deep under piles of weird objects and old jawbones belonging to various dead animals. The storeroom was dry and out of view of the prying eyes. It was here Kamana had suggested to Diane that they put three socks until they had come to some agreement as to what was best for her. For the time being, the storeroom was to be three socks' new den. Over the next few days, Kamana and Diane took it in turn to check up on three socks bringing food, blankets, and a large cardboard box. Diane had the brilliant idea of getting a duplicate key organised, so as not to risk or raise any suspicions among the park rangers and office staff with constantly going in and out of the administration building for the key. Several days had gone by since Kamana and Diane had adopted their wild wolf pup, Kamana found herself in her bedroom lying on her bed watching a YouTube video on her laptop about the ancient ways and customs of the Shoshone people of whom she was so proud. As she lay there, she knew she would have to tell her father about three socks. But choosing the right moment was going to be difficult. She knew her father's views on not interfering with Mother Nature's ways were quite strong. His judgment would have been to let three socks go the way of the wild. And even though that decision would come across as appearing cruel at the time. With the YouTube video finished, Kimana put her laptop away under her bed. Getting up to pull her curtain closed, she stopped for a few brief moments and looking out of the window, she glanced up at the full moon. As she pulled her curtains, she gave the man in the moon a wave, like she used to, 
when her mother tucked her into bed all those years ago. Still, staring up at the nightly ray of stars and galaxies, Kamana began to wonder what it would be like to fly in space and visit other planets. Was there life out there? She often wondered. Climbing into bed and pulling her duvet around her, she reached to turn off her bedside lamp. As she did so, she looked at the photos of her mother in full traditional Shoshone costume. Picking the photo up, she gave her mother a little kiss. Kamana never forgot the night her father told her that her mother had been killed in a car crash, but like most things in life, time marched on. Snuggling down into her bed, Kamana subconsciously made the decision to tell her father about three socks at the weekend. She would tell him when they were walking close to Old Faithful, the famous geezer that attracted hundreds of tourists and visitors. The lecture she would get wouldn't be so direct as there would be no end of people around them. Good choice, she thought. With that, she switched the bedside light off and went to sleep. Well, if you enjoyed that little clip, and I hope you've enjoyed all the other short stories, you can, kids, you know, you can go on Amazon.com and go and get the book, Smart Kids, or you can download the Kindle version. Either way, that's entirely up to you. And I say, you know, in most of my podcasts, I come up with why did I write the story and how did the story evolve? Well, why did the story come about? Well, that's, that's very simple, actually. I wanted to um, write a story about Yellowstone Park, um, which I found fabulous. It's, as I've said in both the description and in my video and already in the recording, it's an amazing place to go to. The wildlife is just beyond, you know, imagination. And so I wanted a character so that I could, you know, talk about the park and bring back my own memories of, of the park. But I also wanted... Um, a character of uh, a Native American um, character because oh, for decades I've been interested in the history and the culture of Native Americans. You know, when you think of all the, the, the tribes, you know, the Apache people, the, um, the Cheyenne, the Shoshone, uh, the Sioux, um, you know, the Crow, it's absolutely um, absorbing. Well, it, it, you know, it was for me. So that's why I wrote the story. It was to talk about the park and it was also to include in my book uh, a Native American character. How did the story come about? Well, that's a little story in itself, actually. I... I don't know if I've told you this, but I normally go out and about on craft stores and I sell my books. Uh, not so much this year because of COVID-19, but um, a couple of years ago, I was on a store 
And an American lady came up to me and said, um, you don't have an American flag on your store. Now, on my store, I have flags of all the characters, you know, all the countries where the characters come from. And she said to me, well, you don't have an American flag. And I says, no, I don't. And she, um, I don't want to say abruptly, but um, certainly firmly said to me, says, well, you need to sort that. And I said, oh, really, do I? Oh, yes, she says, you know, we have to have an American flag. And I said to her, um, I was looking for uh, a character to, to write about, to talk about, but I, I was looking to talk about Yellowstone Park, but I wanted a character of uh, a Native American um, you know, person, a uh, young girl, to put in the park and uh, to you know bring the two together. And I distinctly remember she said to me, oh, it's your lucky day. And I said, really? And she says, it sure is. And I said, oh, why is that? And she says, well, I'm from the Shoshone people and my friend here is from the Cheyenne. And we, I live in Riverton, which is just outside Yellowstone Park. And we are park rangers. And I thought, oh, wow. Now, she bought one of my books and she said she wanted to read it on the long flight home to, from Heathrow to San Francisco. Because um, they were going back to work. They'd been over in the UK for a couple of weeks and also gone into a bit of Europe. And a week later, this lady sent me all the information about the Shoshone people and a little bit about the Cheyenne people. And that's really how the story came about. It was that lady who I met on my stall. She was from the Shoshone people. She lived in Wyoming, Riverton Estate, and her friend from Montana. So that's um, how the story came about. See, guys, kids, you never know who you talk to. And life is short. Always take you know, what options come your way. Take advantage of them. That's my philosophy in life. And this is what I'm doing now, you know, with the, with the, um, the podcast, you know, and all the stories is broadcasting them all around the world and, you know, hoping that a lot of people will eventually, you know, pick up the books, pick up the Kittle version and thoroughly enjoy the stories. Anyway, there you go. I thought that would be a, a little f fact for you kids. Well... By now, you should have 16 stickers on your warm-up kits. And next week, I'm going to take you to Oman. Muscat in Oman. Now, Muscat is the capital. And it's here that we're going to meet my very, very rich Arab boy, Fadl. And also my um, another little UK boy, Harold. Now... Fadl is exceptionally wealthy and his lifestyle wouldn't really lead him to be connected with anybody with a learning disability. And he gets sent to the UK for um, to college, you know, for education. And it's here that he meets Harold. Now, Harold is my high-grade Down syndrome boy. And the story is about the two boys from different backgrounds different abilities, 
different ethnicity, everything different about them, becoming great friends and learning about each other. And that story means an awful lot to me and I will tell you why that means a lot to me when I do podcast 17. So guys, enjoy Kamana and to all my American kids, enjoy her and I'm so glad that I've now had the opportunity to take you to America, back to your homeland, to Wyoming, to Montana. For now, I simply say, this is me, JT Crowley, signing off. So wherever you are in the world, listening, watching, take care, have fun, and stay safe. And next week, I'll see you in Oman. Thanks for listening to The Smart Kids. Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com now.